You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Lots of things going on in the sports world, not necessarily in Razorback sports world, which, you know, I guess could be kind of a good thing. It's nothing bad going on. You obviously wish that they were, you know, hanging out in Omaha and enjoying the College World Series, but hey, that's that's the way it goes sometimes. But it's amazing because this past week has flown by, and I thought about it today, where just eight days ago, Arkansas got eliminated from the Supers, but yet it feels like it's been a month. It feels like it's been so long ago, and I don't know if that's because I just have put it out of my mind so much, or... That was just so eager to move on that I ran from the fact that they uh, ended up getting eliminated. Maybe that was the case, but it's really surprising to hear and to see that it's been that long. But the thing is, is that the focus now becomes solely on Razorback football moving forward. And I'm going to play back an interview, or at least part of an interview that I had uh, on my show with Dow Loggins, the new tight ends coach, which was really fascinating to hear from him and, and get his perspective. And we'll play that back for you here in just a second. But it's just, it's good to now kind of look forward to football season. Obviously, we want baseball season to continue on, but football season will be here before we know it. And the exciting thing about it is the mystery of it all. You have a team that is going to be putting forth a new quarterback from last year. You got a team that is going to play an actual full-fledged schedule this year, unlike the 10-game SEC schedule. And as difficult as their schedule will be this year, it's still not going to be as difficult as it was last year, at least you wouldn't think. And so you feel interesting and in to see you know, how that's going to go down and what these games are going to look like and everything and what the other teams are going to look like as well. Uh, you know, you got Sam Pittman back, and can he build upon what he was doing in year one? You know, was the addition of Dow Loggins? What's the impact of that going to be as well? Like all of this fun stuff is going on. And we started talking about the game two of the season against Texas in Fayetteville, which I'm not going to sit here and, and like overlook anything, and that's not my intention. But that's obviously the game that everyone's got circled. It's going to break the attendance record for Razorback football. Um, it's one that has been marked on the schedule for a long time, since 2009, when the game was originally supposed to be played. And the thing is, and this is, I'm going to come from it, or at least to it from a different perspective. The reason people are excited about this game is, like, it's a lot of different reasons. But if I'm putting my power rankings on the reasons behind the excitement of this game, the fact that it's Texas is not even in the top three. Now, now stay with me. The main reason Arkansas is excited, and Arkansas fans will be excited about this game, to me is because it is a big game against a non-conference power five opponent and it's in Fayetteville another reason is is because it's going to be on ESPN at 6 p.m and there's a lot of excitement surrounding the program heading into this season to where feel people feel like they can take that next step forward 
And the feeling that you would get or the excitement that you would have if you were able to pull off an upset against a said team would be tremendous and would be huge for the momentum heading into the conference season. But the fact that it's Texas, I feel like you could put almost any other opponent of any other name and any other caliber and people would still have the same level of excitement. Like if it was Notre Dame, people would feel the same. If it was USC, people would feel the same. You know, if it was Oklahoma State, people would feel the same. And I'm not trying to say that it's not going to have extra heat because it's Texas. I'm just saying that Texas being the team isn't going to make a difference on the excitement level for people because of all the other reasons that I've listed. Because I feel like people in my generation and my age don't really have a strong hatred for Texas. It's more just Texas is Texas. They're a good team. They're a good program. They're a historic program, and that's all there is to it. But the hatred isn't there. Now, maybe after this year, maybe there'll be something to it. But it's just going to be a game that people are looking forward to the most. And I started thinking about my hatred for Texas, and, you know, I really don't have much hatred. I don't. I, I don't have any hatred for Texas. I don't have any hatred for, you know, what they've done. I think maybe it's because Arkansas has had a lot of success against them in all the major sports over the past few years. But – it's just something that I look at and I kind of laugh at because I know it means a lot to the older crowd too. But it's also a game that we can all look forward to and enjoy and, and can't wait till it goes down. So I'm going to – this is kind of a little tease to it as well. I think on tomorrow's podcast I'm going to bring up the feelings of Texas from a perspective of someone who grew up in the SEC. Maybe that will be the best way to do it. But we'll do that tomorrow because there's a lot more in-depth to go into and I obviously want to play – uh, this interview with Dahl Loggins, and we'll get to that in just a second. First, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before you go to the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get back into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Going to be joined by new tight end coach Dow Loggins here in just a second, folks. But I got to tell you about Built Bar and their nine delicious flavors to choose from. Because when we talk about a Built Bar fan, I'm one of them. They've definitely up their game when it comes to the flavors that they've been able to put forth. And the best thing about it is they are healthy for you. Most of the flavors that they offer only have, have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. That's what you want to have. When you're trying to build that summer bod and keep it going, you want to be able to eat something that's convenient, that's quick, but that is also healthy. And that's what Built Bar is all about. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, LOCKED15 uh, for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Let's go ahead and play back an interview that we had on Out of Bounds dealing with the new tight ends coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks and former offensive coordinator of many NFL teams. It is Dow Loggins. Dow, coach, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I really appreciate you having me on, and it's, uh, it's always good to be home and really excited to be part of Razorback Nation again. Well, coach, let's just start right there. 
with the process of how this all went down, obviously you've been in the NFL for a very long time, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and all of that. Uh, what, what was the conversation and the communication like with Coach Pittman, and how did this hiring process all play out? You know, it was really just, you know, I, Coach Pittman's a guy that uh, I've had a ton of respect for over the years, coming to pro days, evaluating his offensive lineman, best offensive line coach in uh, college football for a long, long time, and developed guys at a very high level and you know, just had a ton of respect. He's always been a guy that I would rely on and ask questions to through the process. He's recruited most of the top-tier guys or getting drafted. Uh, so he was always a great resource for us that way. But then when he came and coached here, I think that was a, a big part to why he's going to be successful here. And then you, you start talking to him and you feel his passion for the Razorbacks and you feel the passion for, for this state. And that, that was important for me, being a former player and a uh, student here that I, I wanted to make sure that we were we were aligned with our vision and uh, and he did the same thing with me and just you know wanted to get a guy with uh, some experience in here that uh, played for Arkansas and was an Arkansas guy and you know more and more we talked uh, you know the more aligned we were I can't say enough things about him as a person not just football coach but as a person and as a leader and then getting to see him for these last three days around the kids. These kids believe in him, and they work hard for him. And I think that's always been the, the signature of uh, every Arkansas team that's been good is they play hard, and they're all in, and they're committed. And it's, uh, I'm really excited to get to be a part of this because of what he's created with the relationships and uh, with these kids, and I think they'll run through a wall for him. Coaching is coaching at the end of the day. It's all the same, but what are some of those differences going from the NFL now going to college? Yeah, I think you nailed it. I, you know, some of the best coaches I've ever been around are high school coaches. You guys have to teach guys how to get stances from the, you know, kids that have never done it coming up. And, uh, you know, the, I think the biggest thing that, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to help is the nuances of the passing game and matchups and be able to help these tight ends, uh, some tricks of the trade and how to run a route, create some, uh, separation with different separation techniques and, those type things that uh, in the NFL you have so much time to work on. And sometimes in the NFL you can learn as much from a good player as you can from coaches you've been around your own experiences. Because some of these guys, when I coached Kerry Collins, um, I was seven or eight years younger than him, and he played for North Turner, Sean Payton, a lot of good uh, coaches in the NFL. He was, I think, 37, I was 29, I was his quarterback coach, and I'm picking his brain on certain things. Uh, Matt Hasselback was the same way. Then we had, when I was in Tennessee, we had Algie Crumper at the end of his career, and one of the great all-time route-running tight ends. And I remember sitting there before two meals in the hotels and just talking about, man, how'd you run that sick mod? And yeah, I ran a lazy out route. The two dudes, I gave eyes and talked about late hands and tricks of the trade that made him such a uh, successful player. And you know, some of these these older veteran players that played at the highest level, they had. They're just savvy vets and, you know, picking their brains. And, you know, very, very fortunate to have some of the experiences I've had been around some of the knowledgeable players and coaches. I think that they will help me be able to uh, help these young young players here that we have now uh, be successful. Well, Coach, I was going to ask you what do you make of the, the current tight end group because you have some depth there and some experience. Obviously, a guy like Hudson Henry, highly decorated coming out of high school, has gotten some playing time. Blake Kern made the decision to come back uh, when he could have left after last season, got a few other guys. Just what do you make of the tight end room right now for the Arkansas Razorbacks? You know, I'm really excited about the room. Um, I've only been here for three or four days, so 
you know, I started watching cut up with each, each individual player, trying to find their strengths and weaknesses, you know, having a good summer plan on how, how we can improve those things and make those guys the best players we can be. But at this point right now, I can't speak on the room because I've been here for four days. I know this. I know we got a bunch of good kids um, that, are, that are working their tails off right now to do everything they can to be ready for fall camp and to go compete. And that's about as far as I can talk about is, um, you know, them as players right now. So we're talking about uh, the vision with Coach Pittman. Uh, you are coming in as a tight ends coach, but you have plenty of experience from an offensive standpoint. Has there been any discussion about maybe contributing in other areas? Yeah, I think all of our – every time you have a boss, I think the, the biggest thing is to fulfill the vision of the head coach or offensive coordinator and give advice when asked. So at some, part, at some point in time, we'll, I'm sure we'll sit down and talk a lot of X's and O's and those things. But I think the most important thing for me right now is um, get caught up to speed on what we do here and then see if there's any ways that uh, we can uh, apply stuff that we've done in the NFL and other spots. But right now, the, that's the biggest goal for, you know, the biggest challenge for me is just getting caught up to, you know, missing spring ball and all the uh, winter workouts in the, in the fall or in the January and February. Now, Coach, I know a lot of people remember you when you were a player here at Arkansas. Uh, just kind of talk about your experience as a Razorback when you were here and, and kind of the journey that was as not only because you were uh, on the team, but people remember you having a headset on the sidelines where it almost seemed like you were a coach even though you were a player. You know, I had the best Razorback experience someone that with my athletic ability and uh, you know vertically challenged could have. And was, I obviously wanted to come here my whole entire life. I went, I dreamed about running out that letter A and uh, putting on that Razorback helmet, which is the best-looking helmet in, in all sports. And, you know, having a chance to walk on here, I was very fortunate that people like Joe Ferguson and Lewis Campbell, a couple of former Razorbacks, um, took care of me and looked after me. And the opportunity that James Shebus and Coach Nutt gave me um, to fulfill a role. And it was, it was hard to find a, a role when you're – you know, you're a five foot six quarterback and you're looking at guys in the TV room like Matt Jones and Tavares Jackson and Ryan Sorhan and Zach Clark. And I knew I had to find a role that, um, that I could succeed at and, and I ended up becoming the holder. And when I was a senior, when I was going into my senior year, right after the 2003, um, season, we, you know, we had a really good year and, uh, we went to Cotton Bowl in 01, 02, we won the West. 03, we did a lot of good things, uh, including beat Texas, and went, we had a couple other memorable wins. And then right at that season, Coach John Thompson got me a job at East Carolina and offered me a job to come work for him and coaching. And um, I talked to Coach Nutt, and he said, hey, stay here. I'm going to put you on scholarship, and I'll let you be a player coach. And I'm like, well, Coach, what does that mean? And he's like, you know, I'd already finished my degree. I think I have like six hours left on my master's. And, um, so I went through the I went through the week as the GA. I did all the breakdowns. I did and I broke down all the tape, made the cut up, threw all the pass pictures for the passing game. Went to class and still played football. I used to go out to football practice, a jersey and a visor and a pair of shorts, and everyone else was in full pads. And I would go out there and hold, and then go signal plays. So I went through the week as a coach. Played on on Saturdays. Um, and the first time I put on pass would be Saturday afternoon at that point. So. 
I just they created an interesting role for me that I was very, very fortunate to have. I don't know that anyone in college football has had that since me, but uh you know, I was just fortunate to be around people that uh that believed in me and allowed me to positively affect the program. You talk about the excitement of always wanting to play here and the excitement of going to Arkansas to play as a player. What's that like coming back as a coach now? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I can't. I mean, number one, just helping this tight end room be the best version of themselves they can be. Um, and I'm going to, I approach this like everyone cares about this university and this, this state and this football program like I did. And there's been, when you look at, uh, since I was five years old, the constants in my life have been my family and the Razorbacks. And so I'm going to approach every day like that's, a bit, that's what these guys think about their families and, football and, and Razorback Nation. And I know my passion for, for this state and this football program, and I'm going to throw it into those guys. I'm, I'm really excited about getting on the field with these guys. I'm really excited about that first game. I'm really excited about the first uh, 10 minutes of individual and day one of training camp because I missed spring ball, so I didn't have a chance to coach these guys on the field. And I'm excited about September 11th against Texas because I remember what September – I remember 2004, what that atmosphere was like. It was the best atmosphere I've ever been a part of. And Razorback Stadium was rocking that night. And uh, we couldn't finish the game. We fumbled late in the game in the red area. And then Sean went down and scored, uh, scored a touchdown and beat it. But, man, uh, our, our Razorback fans think it's the next level that game. I'm, I, I'm just excited about all that. Excited about running through that letter A. Excited about seeing these tight ends. Get the opportunity to run out that letter A in front of all in front of 70,000 Razorback fans and getting – you know, helping those guys fulfill their We'll continue our discussion with Dow Loggins here in just a second, but I want to remind everybody this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing make, numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will ever need. That's what Rock Auto is all about. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto, and it's a family-owned business that, is serve, that has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have prices that are reliably low for every customer. Be sure to go over to their website because it's extremely easy to use right here. And today you can find out the solutions that you need for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear us about us box that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. You know, Coach, you brought it all up and, and broke it down, but I, I was going to ask just the coming back and that feeling of having, because obviously I know Razorback Stadium has changed a little bit since you played and uh, a few places around campus or everything, but uh, when you first went back out on that field, did all the feelings just start coming back like you were a player once again? Oh, man. So I went I had to go over to the Bulls Complex, which has changed dramatically. Obviously, they've blown it up and, the inside looks different. Our old team meeting room's gone. The locker room's gone. But uh, after I signed my contract, they took me out on the field, and I took my phone out, and I, I went and took a couple pictures, and I looked up and took a picture at home of the Razorbacks. And, uh, you know, you just all the great memories of teammates and, and past games and all the things, and you're trying not to, you know, that tears rolling down your cheeks because, you know, it was the five, five years, they were the best days of my life, and I loved every moment of it. And I'm so excited to be back because it's such a special place. And, you know, I'm excited to see all my former teammates that we had football camp this morning, three or four more at camp. And 
guys like Sam Osbuti FaceTime me before camp and just all these relationships that we've had in the past. And it was built through Razorback football. And those are where my best friends in life have come from. And my former teammates, I met my wife here, who's a cheerleader. So everything, I consider everything that's good in my life has come from the University of Arkansas. You mentioned a memory um, from a Texas game. Now, we're not going to look past any games on the schedule because I know you're probably looking forward to game one. But Texas is back on that schedule this year. So what does it mean for Arkansas to suit up against Texas? Well, I know this. Is if we take care of business from now until that first game and, and we do the things that we're supposed to do and we keep you know working every day, that uh, Razorback Nation will be what it's supposed to be that, that Saturday night in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I know that this, this is the baseball program and basketball program. The fan base has been so amazing, and just the way they've shown up and um, and helped, you know, they've been part of this, the both those programs' success. And I told uh, Coach Pittman, gave me an opportunity to talk to the team, and I took the one thing I promised the team was you give these fans a reason, just give them a glimpse of hope, which they, they saw last year when, you know, even the record wasn't what it, what we all wanted to be, but they could all see that Coach Pittman has the thing going the right way, and you play with that Razorback spirit again. This place to be, this place to be right Saturday night. You know, another thing, Coach, that uh, I, I want to ask, because, again, it's just so many good things about uh, you coming back to Arkansas that I'm sure you're remembering about. But just kind of looking into the SEC, the SEC has always been a great college football conference. But, you know, since you've played here, you're talking about Alabama and being in their same division. You're talking about LSU. you got Texas A&M. you got Georgia. It's just it's almost like that the SEC is the closest thing you'll ever get to the NFL when it comes to quality. Uh, just what do you make of the conference and the challenge that your team, that you and your teams are going to go through when going up against some of the best teams in the country every single season? Yeah, there's, it's, an, it's the best conference in America. You know, I've coached the last 17 years in the National Football League, but I was here for five years. And as a player, I can tell you that there was no greater, as a player or a coach, there's no greater schedule and no greater challenge than competing in this conference week in and week out. Um, and it's it's not easy, and there's a lot of challenges that it offers. But, you know, the only thing that we can control is today and getting better today and staying involved in the process of getting better because this is the, the best conference in football, whether you're talking about the NFC East or the AFC West, like the SEC is the best. What was that time like in the NFL and part of your journey and uh, just kind of progressing through the coaching ranks? I was extremely fortunate, and the NFL would not have happened if I hadn't gone to school here at the University of Arkansas and played here because, you know, a former Razorback, uh, Jerry and Stephen Jones, gave me my first job at the Dallas Cowboys. and I spent one year there and then went to Tennessee, uh, the Titans, and started as a quality control guy and was there for a couple of years in that role and eventually became the quarterback coach and the pass game coordinator and uh, uh, became the offense coordinator there. And uh, I learned a lot. I had a lot of great mentors through this thing. You know, I went to Dallas and Bill Parcells was the head coach and Sean Payton's the offensive coordinator and Mike Zimmer's the defensive coordinator. And we have, on our staff, we have guys like Anthony Glenn and um, Todd Haley, Todd Bowles, Casey Rogers, Mike McIntyre. And you look at it, it was like a who's who of coaching. And I got my PhD in coaching there. I learned so much football coming from the University of Arkansas, which we, you know, obviously won the West, uh, won the West a couple times and competed at the highest level in the SEC. But to be able to go there and get my 
PhD in football around some of the best coaches in the in the world. And got you know guys just mentioned and you know had an unbelievable 17 year run of doing that and had a lot of great mentors and learned a lot a lot of football with football at the highest level and um, you know enjoyed every moment of it. Had coached some great players I'm still very close to and um, look forward to doing to creating the same kind of memories and relationships here at the University of Arkansas. All right, last one, Coach, before we let you get out of here. We asked this of anybody who was involved because, you know, former Razorback quarterback Matt Jones used to be on this radio station doing a radio show, so we always like to ask people who were involved, what, what is your favorite Matt Jones story? Is there something you think about or something that always comes to mind when you think about the legend that is Matt Jones? Yeah, number one, you got about a really, really good person. Uh, I roomed with him on the road. Um, by design, it started because, I didn't want to room with Matt and Coach thought that I would be a good uh, example on Matt. And uh, Matt was a, a guy that loved basketball and football, and he was a great teammate. Uh, I could tell so many Matt Jones stories. We've gone for hours about this one. But, uh, you know, probably the, the LSU game, the miracle on Markham. And uh, for 59 minutes, LSU uh, whipped on tails, and Callie hit the long run to make the game 20-14. to 14 And, Matt's completed about three passes all game and thrown about two spirals and just didn't play his best game. And then that was a really good defense. And, uh, you know, we're 59 minutes into the game and we brought it to a one-score game and all of a sudden the Rock uh, went to another level. And it just, like, all the people have left and you just see stuff piling back in. And NJ's over sitting on the uh, on the bike and Coach Nutt grabs me. He's like, hey, can you talk to him? And Coach is okay. He's like, just talk to him. Just go talk to him. So I walk over to MJ. I'm like, hey, man, you, you good? And he's riding a bike. He's getting ready to go back out. And uh, and he's like, yeah, what do you think? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, what do you think? I was like, well, I think we're down by six and we can win the game. Like, are you good on all the end-of-game situations? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm like, okay. And I walk off thinking, yeah, you got it. Okay. Like we're playing LSU in the Rock. And we're, the winner goes to Atlanta. And he goes out there and we hit Big Ben out the first play to Richard Smith. And we get back on the ball and we go right strongly with Jeff Brees to propose that drag. And he hits the Coy Birmingham like nine and a half yards deep. And I can only imagine that Paul Hills was going nuts in the box. And I've heard the replays and just how calm that was in that moment. It was never too big. Um, that was a good one. The Texas game in 03, the ambush in Austin. You know, he had a, he had a hamstring uh, that whole week. And uh, it was growing, so she was growing. And a couple hours before the game, but man, my stuff don't, it don't, my stuff don't feel right. Like, but we're playing Texas. Like, your stuff better get right. Like, we need you. And uh, we kept complaining about it. And, uh, uh, and I knew I knew it was bothering him because he, he wasn't a complainer. And he hit the long run, like on third and one, and Cedric Griffin catches him from behind, which you guys know Matt Jones doesn't get popping behind him. So we win the game and we're sitting in the locker room after the game and he was like, Hey and the first thing he said to me, our locker's right next to each other, he's like, Hey, who who caught me? I'm like, Cedric Griffin. He was like, Man, like he did it look bad? I'm like, bro, it looked great. Like, don't worry about that. Like, that was, that was a celebrating locker room. Like, you wouldn't believe we celebrated in that end zone that day and had a blast. But his first question is, what did it look like and who caught it? 
That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. We love some good Matt Jones stories, and we love the fact that you came on with us, Coach. I know you're excited to be back here in Arkansas, and I know everybody in Razorback Nation is excited to have you a part of the staff. Good luck this football season. Looking forward to it, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Good to be back home. Go Hogs. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 